Hello, welcome back to another episode of In Christ Podcast, a show where we inspire the masses to become financially free while building God's kingdom. On our podcast today, we have Mr. Favor Abasike. Mr. Favor Abasike is a serial entrepreneur and well known for his role as a CEO of Work and Play Entertainment. In this podcast, we'll be discussing how to market your business and strategies to use to efficiently grow your business by marketing. So thank you for being here, Mr. Favor. Thank you so much for having me here, Dami. I appreciate it. That's great. So my first question is, who is Mr. Favor Abasike? Favor Abasike is, first of all, a child of God. He's also someone who loves people. He's a person that has very great zeal in seeing other people win. And that's something that has been instilled ever since birth because I've always been that person to always, you know, help other people get to the other side. And as a self-taught drummer at the young age of six, that's when I started really to propel myself into the world of connecting with people, both online and offline. And that also allowed me to spearhead, you know, whatever I'm doing in today's world, whereby I've been able to connect with people all over the world, you know, travel to different countries. And I've been able to just impact people's lives by either through music, through entertainment, through business, through marketing, through uh, my own podcast called We Don't Play. You know, I've seen different facets of life, you know, transform and also give a lot of audience to people who I've never met in real life, but I've been able to impact them in one way or the other. So I've been able to do that successfully. And now fast forward, now I have a business called Work and Play Entertainment. And here's where I've been able to help businesses and brands understand the value of content marketing by applying SEO, which stands for, or which means search engine optimization. So we've been able to do that across different platforms, helping your website rank from page 10 of Google to page one of Google. We have so many success stories and it's just a pleasure to be here to share this amazing news with you. Yeah, that's, def that's definitely wonderful. And, you know, I want to definitely um dive into your story more you say you play the drum you do music um you're a marketer you know how were you able to like combine all that to create work work and play entertainment you know what led you with all those different experience and exposure you have to create work and play entertainment great question so the thing for me is consistency as long as in a year i've been able to accomplish even if it's half of the task i know i've done better than doing none at all so I don't beat myself up too much on it. And this is something I've been able to do over time. So work and play entertainment came from another business that I actually started before, which I don't talk about much. So on this podcast, you're hearing it exclusively. And I had a, I had a business called, I do have it, but I don't run it as much as I run the current one, but that's what pivoted into what I do now, which is called Fine Africa Media Entertainment, acronymed as FAME. And that's where I was able to now put in my music elements, actually had a team of people. We were working together in the studio, had singers, songwriters, we used to work together and do it even back in school. So these were things I used to be doing for fun, but I also took it very seriously because I was also into the business interface too. And then when I served in Nigeria, when I went to do my NYSC, I was in Lagos and I had the opportunity of working at Beat FM or Mega Electrics Limited where all the big stations, Classic FM, Niger FM, Beat FM, and of course, Lagos Talks, which is the latest one before I left back in 2016. And I was able to connect with artists. I was able to see all this, you know, amazing artists that we love to listen to today in Afrobeats and connect with them, just be in tune with them. 
So these are the things I've been able to do. I was able to also help them get to a million followers on Twitter. When I joined, this was something that I was doing from that digital marketing perspective. So I've always been dabbling in between music, entertainment and business. And I decided, you, you know what, let me take this to the next level. How can I incorporate that? And that's why my podcast came to life because I wanted to create that alter ego from music because music is so finished product friendly. You have to make sure all the cuts are clean, but with podcasting, it's like, it's rough. It's uncut. It's, it's like a completely different game. So I'm like, you know what? I'll use both <laughs> and make sure that those two are well done and people can see those sides because perfection is, is great, but also there's perfection and imperfection. So those are things I've been able to do over time. And I still have my music on the side, which when you listen to my podcast, you'll always hear music in the background. So I always incorporate some sound elements to make sure that I still retain that sound, even though I'm not doing it fully in music, but I'm also doing it in other assets of my business. Wow, that, that, that is very, that's very impressive. And, you know, I want to ask, if you don't mind sharing, you, you mentioned that you help Afrobeats artists, you know, you know, increase their followers on Twitter, uh, for example, to 1 million, 1 million um, followers. Like, what was the steps or what were the things that you were looking for to help that client um, reach that milestone? So what we did was we were very heavy on media. In other words, we're heavy on video marketing. And this was back in 2016 when video marketing wasn't as big as it is now, six years later. And we were able to do that by just making sure that we captured the highlights of different moments because we realized if somebody wants to watch a 30 second video, they need to know why they're watching that video. There has to be something of substance to watch the video. So we did that every week. We would do like a recording session, of maybe 10 minutes and batch it up into different parts and then connect people to now check it out on Twitter, which was their major source of, you know, connecting the dots. And one of the things that we also incorporated was YouTube, because if somebody has a song on YouTube, you know, we put that on YouTube. It sounds very simple to just take a link and put there. But how we really took that to the next level was by making sure people always share. There was always a call to action, share or retweet, because if you just post a video and say, click here to listen now, First of all, platforms don't like you leaving their own platform to another platform. So we had to make sure that that was well put in, that people could also comment and say, okay, listen to this song, we'll go to YouTube and come back to where you came from, which is Twitter, and leave a comment or share it so that we can maintain that community and that engagement within the platform. So it was very heavy based on commenting, engagement, subscriptions, and making sure that people feel welcome and they also don't feel like they're being bombarded with music or bombarded with news. No, that that is that is really that's really great. And just to get more into like what you just said, you know, um the first I want to highlight first start off with, you know, is the start of the video. You know, right now you mentioned that video is now a baked in, you know, compared to 2016 way of marketing. Is, is video still the best way to go about marketing? That's my question. 100% yes. It is a major, major way of doing it. And I'll give your audience a freebie. This is something that people pay for in my membership, but I'll give it to you guys freely because I want you guys to also succeed. And those, so I know some people who like videos, some people don't even like being on screen, some people don't even like being on Zoom with the camera on, I understand. And, but if you can have something that is visually impacting, then you can be able to reach those audiences faster. 
There's a platform called Lumen5, L-U-M-E-N5, number5.com. And you can transform your blogs into videos in as low as 30 seconds because it's going to pick the best information out of your blog. If you're a writer, this is even best for you. Just write your best information. Make sure your SEO is tight. And then you can add that into your videos. You don't have to put your face on there. They give you royalty free music. They have you give you premium stock images. You don't have to think about being on camera or turning on the lights or putting on makeup. You can do what you want to do as a man, as a woman in the comfort of that Lumen5 platform and use that for video marketing. Turn that into a reel. Turn that into a Pinterest idea pin or a video pin. Turn that into a TikTok video. You know, turn that into an Instagram video. You know, put that out as a story. Let people see it. Go on LinkedIn. You know, put it out there. Let people, you know, consume the content because the first three to five seconds are the most important parts of your video. Because when someone's listening to a song, they're watching a video, they're listening to you. If you don't capture their attention in those three to five, three to five seconds, someone else will. So you want to make sure that you are very intentional about leaving a good impression and a lasting impression from the beginning. That's, that's really that's really great. And you know, one thing I, you know, I see that you mentioned while you were just talking is how you basically repurpose the same video across different platforms. Um, and I know you mentioned earlier that what you call it, all these social media platforms, they don't like people necessarily leaving or, you know, necessary things. So how are you able to repurpose these different videos and keep people on that page, you know, and still have a call to action at the same time? The major thing for me is starting from the website. If you draw a pie chart or a tree or, you know, like just draw something that you can have a, like a diagram or even a box diagram and say, okay, website is at the top. And then you have, let's say a tree and you have, let's say three or four, you can say YouTube, Pinterest, LinkedIn, Instagram, for example. And then under them, you want to make sure that each of them have a link to your blog, right? So when you have a blog, I can even say website blog and then social media, or you can do that and reverse it back. Because when you have a blog on your site, and this is what I've been doing for my clients even before I got onto this amazing podcast episode is when you have a blog, you have digital real estate. I don't mind spending two, three hours on a blog that I know in two years from now, I'm still benefiting the fruits of my labor I spent in two hours. Because when you have a blog, and your blog is supposed to have something called inbound and outbound links or internal and external links, whereby you're leading people to other web pages on your site or you're leading them to external sources that you're also on. So if you have a blog and you're talking about something specific to your business, now you want to write those pieces of information having semantically indexed keywords where you can be able to do that on research, which we help you do keyword research, make sure your heading tags are great make sure you have a great call to action and then have your Instagram. Let's say you did an Instagram carousel or an Instagram video, pull that data from your Instagram and take it to your blog because you don't own Instagram.com. It's a website. We use it as an app, but it's not our own. We don't own it. We own our content, but we don't own the platform, but you own your website, you own your content and you own your domain. So if you're able to make sure that Google can signal to Instagram that you have something that's on their platform to yours, then you're gaining that popularity over time. And that's the reason why when we read the news, 
when we look at you know an artist just dropped their song today and you click on the blog the first thing you see is the title they give you some few information backstory then you boom you see a youtube video embedded or you see uh instagram embedded or you see a twitter card connected that's because once you click on that image or you click on that that embedded data it's going to directly pull information and take you straight to the app straight to the website and straight to that post not even to your profile so that shows you the power of social sharing if you're able to do that and then repurpose that same information you can say five steps for branding and you put those five steps in 30 seconds now you transcribe that into a blog now you send that blog to your social media and then on social media they have a link back to your website in three months if you're doing this consistently at least once a week you can be far ahead of someone that who is doing it three times a day on instagram and not posting it somewhere where they own wow wow that that's that, that's definitely a lot so uh i definitely appreciate you um taking us through that journey um, so that leads me to ask, you know, so let's say I'm a, I'm a new entrepreneur, a new business owner, you know, I want to start growing my business. Uh, I want to get, you know, a larger audience. What would be the first step in terms of marketing? Where should I start from? In terms of marketing, if you have a new business, there are two things that I need you to also think about as you're thinking about starting your business. One, if your business is service-based, I highly recommend that you have a website and have a work email so that you can have access to a platform called Trustpilot. So if you go to business.trustpilot.com, you can easily get reviews done for you so that you can be able to gain momentum. Because when you have reviews as a business, let's say your business has been 100% referral or 99.9% .9 word of mouth, you want to make sure that the people who are talking about you can see what you're talking about on a platform that you can be able to justify which is google or trustpilot if you're a product-based business also be on trustpilot but if you have a brick and mortar i would say make sure you have a google business profile even if you don't have a website have it there let's say you don't have the money to create a website go to linkedin create a creator profile account on linkedin and start doing newsletters start you know doing articles there link them to your social media channels inside those articles the reason why it's important for you to do those internal and external linking is because those links have power to connect back to the source which is your name your business so when you have a website your website is going to be the core foundation for your marketing and when you have a website that is strong whether you're using it on wix squarespace WordPress, whatever platform you're using it on, maybe it's custom CSS, you want to make sure that by the time your website goes live, you want to connect your website to something called the Google Search Console. That is a free tool every website owner should be able to acquire because Google gives it out for free. I know most people talk about Google Analytics and I'm, I'm sure if you follow the trends and if you're into that marketing world, you'll know that they're changing it from that to GA4. But when you think about Google Search Console, that's another way of saying, this is how Google will find my website. It's like, imagine if you have a house or you have a business or you have an operating facility and somebody wants to come to your store, somebody wants to buy something from your business, but if they look online and they can't find the GPS to your location and they live 30 minutes away, there's no way they can come to you because there's no GPS, there's no route. 
So the same thing for your website. If you have a website connected to Google so that Google can give it to the right person that's looking for you. And once you set it up, of course, you're not going to see ranking overnight. But if you have blogs, if your website has pictures, if you have social media links, if you have content that has been able to be done over time and you bring it into your website, trust me, in two to three months, you will see tremendous uptick in traffic. People will start calling you. People will start reaching out to you without even you having to lift a finger or spend money on ad or advertising in general, because those are things that you want to do after you've set that foundation. So to your question, to answer your question, to make sure that somebody has a strong marketing platform, the first thing they need to do is to make sure they have a strong website with a domain, a work email so that you can be considered professional and also have a website that can be able to be found on Google search. Oh, okay. So let's, so let's say we have the, you have the website, you know, we create a domain, you know, let's say for example, in this example, dominantceo.com, right? I have that. So how do I go about, you know, you mentioned keyword and SEOs. Can you go more into details um, how that will affect, you know, Dominant CEO website, uh, website being shown on Google, any browser? Great question. So I would say there are four or five, but I'll list all five, but majorly there are four quadrants for keyword search, keyword intent. There are informational keywords, there are navigational keywords, there are commercial keywords, there are transactional keywords, and then there are investigational keywords, which is a bonus. So I'll explain this so that you can also Google this for yourselves and see what this means, but I'll give you a broken down um, version. Now, informational keywords is like, for example, how to tie a tie or how to make jollof rice, or, you know, like things that people like will search for that has information based and you will get a result, either an article, either a recipe, either a book, you'll get an, an article, a video, you'll get something because it has given you a result. The navigational keyword is now where you're looking for something specific. Let's say login, um, Gmail login, for example. Now, when you type in Gmail login, you'll get a result on Google and it'll tell you, here's how you sign up, you're gonna sign in. That's navigational because you're going to a direct link. Commercial is more like, um, I can say, oh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, Instagram versus Pinterest, for example, or athletic shoes versus running shoes, or, um, um, I can say, I'm just thinking at the top of my head, what could be um, a, an option that you could use? Um, yeah, you can use another option, let's say Airbnb versus hotel, which is better for my trip. So I'm just giving you random examples to show you how people search, but they don't know how they're searching because they don't know what those terms are, but we do them every day without even realizing. And then transactional keywords are like buy Nike shoes or buy, plane ticket, you know, or, or best tickets for October, for example. Now, when you get those keywords, when you see the word best, when you see the word top, those are commercial because when you think about commercial, you're commercializing something. You're giving something value to, you're looking for the best shoes in town. You're looking for the best trips to go to. You're looking for the best vacation spots to go to, you know, you know you're looking for those specific keywords. Transactional it means that I want to buy something today. If I'm looking for 
this specific product, I'm going to find it because it will be there. Now, investigational keywords is more so like, how do you put them in listicles? How can people find you maybe in, let's say, five steps to branding? Now you're going to get step one, or let's say there are nine archetypes for branding or their branding archetypes. These are the names. You know, you can find it that way and you're going to get results. Now, for your website, for you to choose which one to rank on, you can rank for all of them because you can literally be selling something, but before you sell it, you need to inform them. Now, if you're doing that consistently as a business and you're on your website and you're wondering, where do I place these types of keywords? The best place to start is your homepage because on your homepage, your images, your text, your heading tags, your footer, your header, all of those things are gonna have text on them. So if you have an FAQ, for example, at the bottom of your homepage, explaining to people how this works, and let's say you're hate, and I'm gonna go a little technical so that you guys can see it. Now, if it's FAQ, I'll write frequently asked questions and I'll put that in H3. Now that's a heading tag, H3, there's H1 to H6. H1 is more considered as the title of your book. H2 is like the subheading. And then H3 is like the many parts or like, let's say sub parts of the subheading. Now, if you put H3 and then let's say H4 is question one, H2 or H4 is question two, H4 is question three, and you're answering those questions more so like people spend about four to five questions in the FAQ section. And if you do that on your site and then your homepage has your logo, Make sure that you even all the images that you have on your site don't have photos that are above one megabyte. Recommended is about 500 kilobytes. You can use platforms like compressor.io. You can use um, a platform like Handbrake, you know, to, you know, just minimize or tiny JPEG, I believe. You can be able to, or tiny PNG, one of the two. You can easily be able to compress your images if you don't have softwares to do that. And then when you upload them to your website, you want to rename the file. When you rename the file of your image, that is an SEO practice because you don't want your image to be IMG underscore 1110 because JPEG, we know it's a JPEG, but Google will not know what that is. But if you hyphenate and use the keywords like we talked about through keyword research and keyword research can easily come from platforms like Facebook, from Google, from Pinterest, from YouTube, just go on the search and see what people come as a result. What I, what I usually tell people to do is use the ABC method. And I use that on Pinterest a lot. So if you're looking for digital marketing, you can say digital marketing A. You get aesthetics, you get books, art books, you get artwork, digital marketing B, books, basics, you know, um, whatever the case may be. C, D, E, F, G, keep going like that. But the whole idea of what you're doing with your business online is to make sure that all your tags are published. Google can understand your images, understand your videos, understand your text, so that when people are searching for terms without searching your business name, you can show up on the top result of the search because you've been able to optimize your website. I know it sounds like a lot, but I know for a fact that if this is something you're dedicated to doing and investing within one to three months or even six months at the very least, you'll enjoy your business for the rest of your business cycle. And I'm talking about seven years, even if you turn into an IPO in seven years, you will still benefit those results because you paid, you, you paid attention to the groundwork and you built a foundation that you can be able to stand on and build links that can support your business going forward. Wow, that, that, that's really good. Um, and, you know, I, I want to 
go back to what you said earlier, you know, you mentioned that, you know, with all this information, you know, you have all these things, you get the website, the, the search, the keywords, um, the SEOs, uh, you say that if you run these, run this play properly, you know, you don't have to necessarily worry about ads, you know, running ads. Uh, so my question is, you know, when, is it necessary to start running ads when you start a business or is it better to just focus on, you know, making sure all these links, SEOs, keywords, all these things are more a set, you know, the groundwork for these are good compared to ads. Because depending who you're talking to, most people say, you know, run Facebook ads, run Instagram ads, um, and you're burning cash. But see, with this one, you're not so much, you're burning, you're spending cash, but not as much as compared to running ads on Instagram and Facebook. Right, exactly. I would say this. I'd rather spend more time than more money so that I can enjoy more money in less time. Mm. Because if you spend a dollar a day or $5 a day or $10 a day or however much you want to spend per day on a platform like Facebook or Instagram, you're going to spend that money and you're going to get results. That's guaranteed. But here's the thing, if you want to spend that $10 a month, that's about $300 a month if you're doing $10 a day. Now, if you multiply that times 12, I would have taken half of that budget and invest that into an SEO specialist or strategist and then put out at least one to four blogs a month on your site. You can do way more than that, but on average, at least have one blog per month, like have a newsletter type of thing. And if you do that consistently, the day you want to run ads, you can pick one of those links that are already ranking organically. And then inside that blog, because most times when people are running ads, they're sending them to a landing page or to a checkout page. You're not just running an ad for running ad sake. So I would take that ad and literally take one of the blogs that I've done and say, okay, we're in August. Okay, I know by December, people are gonna be looking for Christmas gifts and I have a product I wanna sell. Okay, I'll spend August and September and maybe a little bit of October to plan and work out some, you know, some put some work in place and publish articles organically on my site. Of course, do some social media posting, make sure that people can see it. And then around, let's say the middle of October, I'll take that same link and then send people, maybe do a brand awareness campaign or do a consideration campaign on Facebook, or even better, I'll go to Pinterest and do Pinterest advertising because I can get for a cost per acquisition, I can get for 30 cents compared to a cost per acquisition or lead on Facebook, I'm getting for $1.50 or $2.50. So I'm getting more for less. And in the end, I'm able to still have you know, paid traffic coming to my website. Because my goal would be, if you want to buy this product, I'll first want to inform you about my product before I sell it to you. And I want to gain your trust. So how am I gonna gain your trust? By reading a five minute article before you spend five minutes putting your credit card details on the checkout page. Now, if I just sent you straight to the checkout page to buy this, you may not come back because you feel like you've been sold to, you don't know what's behind this paywall. You don't know if you're gonna get your money back, even though they say it's a money back guarantee. Like there are so many things and that's why there are so many abandoned carts due, due to research I've seen. There are so many abandoned carts because people don't practice or harness the value of customer service from the jump. So if someone searches for something and the ad shows up, 
like we talked about those three to five seconds are very important as soon as they see the ad they should feel welcome they should feel like okay i want to read more by the time i'm done reading there should be a link at the bottom that says click here to buy now or sign up to my email list even if they don't buy from you and they've signed up to your email list that's a that's a conversion you have one new person that could be buying from you for the next 10 years so don't underestimate the value of transactional marketing whereby you're not looking for a dollar sale you're looking for a person a human to human relationship so i would advise before you start an instagram or facebook ad get the ground first get your house in order and do some you know marketing that can really help you organically and then even before you do those things ask yourself have i applied all the concepts have i checked all the lists because some people can run facebook ads instagram ads and not even have a facebook pixel on their website that they're losing traffic they're losing numbers they're losing customer segments they're losing customer id there's something called the audience intelligence that's something that I, I talk about with my membership and there's a way you can be able to get those things for free to know exactly what type of emojis are they using which similar accounts do they follow what is their consumer behavior these are things that you're going to need to know before you spend a dollar on them so that if you're spending a dollar on them you're getting five dollars back instead of spending ten dollars a day and getting nothing back in return so I hope that gives you some clarity before you spend money on ads. Uh, that, that, uh, thank you for that breakdown. But, you know, one thing I realize that you keep, you know, you mentioned a lot is blog. So let's say I'm not a person who's interested in blogging or I don't have anything to write. You know, let's say, I, for example, I have a podcast or I just have a clothing brand. How can I apply these marketing strategies that you're speaking on? to those two different kind of business? Great question. So I will go in the form of backlinks. The reason why I, I say ads and blogs and content marketing is great is because I, wouldn't, I don't know the exact percentage on Google, but for every single time you ask Google a question, you're always going to get a blog as a result. Even if that blog was posted in 2019, 2017, you will find something that has been spoken about in there. So even Forbes, all these amazing platforms have websites that have blogs. So it's not like you want to ignore it. You just want to make sure that you're aware that you're part of that ecosystem that people are finding your content on. Now, if you have a podcast, I would say if you want to scale your podcast, be on a website, have a website you know, have a really, really great website. There's a website that I know about that somebody reached out to me from Lithuania on a Sunday morning through email and he listened to my podcast and wanted me to join his platform because they do websites for podcasts. And I told him, I was like, yeah, this is something that is important to know because if you have a blog, you can go so far. But let's say you have a podcast and you don't have time to write, you don't have time to do anything but just do podcasting. I would say have a website to support it because the backlinks is what's gonna help you. Inside your show notes, you want to have anchored text that lead people to those links. So if somebody's looking for marketing podcast, you know, or SEO podcast or cooking podcast, your results should show up on Google first because you're already indexing your content through Google. Some people use Anchor, some people use Acast, some people use Buzzsprout, you know, at the end of the day, you're using a distribution network, which is fine. But the thing is, if you're able to rank on Google for this right things, you want to have backlinks. And what is a backlink? A backlink is someone like, for example, in this podcast, for example, if you look, if you click the description and you see my link to my website, that's a backlink because 
you've literally redirected somebody from your end to my end through the back end, if that makes sense. So you want to make sure that even if you're having a podcast, the title of your podcast has to be SEO friendly. The first line of your description on your podcast needs to be SEO friendly because by the time you publish that blog, by the time you publish that podcast, the name of the URL is going to be your, your podcast name.com forward slash the name of the title. And that title is going to be in the slug. So if that slug has your keywords there, then you're going to be winning over time. So those are small things you can be able to do in case you don't want to just blog. You want to make sure that your online on-page SEO is tight because that's the only way people can find you. Even on platforms like Clubhouse, which I'm on, someone told me, hey, I scheduled a call with you and I asked her, how did you find me? She said she searched for SEO in the Discover tab and I had a live room going on and she found me. If I didn't have SEO in my title, she would have never found me or found my link. So it's really important to make sure that you're intentional about the people you're serving because they're going to use the same things you're using in speech or in text to find you through search. Wow, that's, 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 really, that's really impressive. And, you know, my question now, you know, you with all this um, knowledge, how has all this marketing helped your business personally and helped you grow personally in your business? Personally, it has helped me grow to the point where I even have a team now because I have a team of writers, I have a team of designers, and I have a team of loyal people who have been able to see the value of content marketing because I can't do this by myself. For you to scale as a business, you need to like duplicate or clone yourself in a way whereby you do not wanna be the smartest person in the room. If you're the smartest person in the room, then you need to leave that room because there's nothing you're gaining from that room. I want to sit back and listen. I want to hear ideas from people. That way it makes me feel comfortable that I can be able to trust you on that. So for me, my business has exponentially grown because I've taken all the steps I've told you into practice on my website first before I could help anyone else. That's why when you're on a plane, you put on your own oxygen mask before you put on someone else's. You want to take care of yourself first before you take care of someone else's. Even in the Bible says, you know, love your neighbor as you love yourself. So if you don't love yourself, how can you love your neighbor? So you have to think about how can you take yourself first? How can you put yourself first? Not selfishly, but selflessly so that you can be able to allow people to find that reasoning on why they want to be like you because you've done things for yourself. So for my business, I've taken it to the next level. I've been able to register my business, make sure it's legally done correctly. And now I can be able to help other people get to their you know, business goals because I've been able to structure mine first. Now by building that business model has helped me to open up to different people. You know, we connect with them through email, through podcasting, through client work, through memberships, through courses. The list is endless. We've now created different verticals for the business that you can enter through any form and you can still enjoy it. Even if you're not a client, you can still enjoy those benefits because we believe in the power of networking. So that's how we've been able to boost our business through social audio listening as well. Uh, that, that is well great. And I can just imagine as you were building your business, I don't really marketing strategies, you know, there was some times where it seemed like it was not working or the SEOs were not working or the keyword was not working. How was your fate, you know, your fate in God able to encourage you and continue to um, push you forward to know that, you know, one day this will make sense. Like you, you mentioned, you know, it may not happen overnight where you, your link is on the first page on Google, but it may take three to six months 
where you see is you can be this for seven years. So how were you able to use your faith in God to keep you pushing? Yeah, for me, I would definitely say that my faith in God comes from patience and persistence. Because when I'm patient and I'm persistent at the same time, I don't lose track of where I'm going. And for me, when I look at this time last year or this time two years ago, I wasn't enjoying the benefits of what I did then. I had to enjoy it now because I had to do it then. So for me, the faith comes in by hearing, by action. You know, I want to make sure that I can be able to apply these concepts correctly. And I also want to make sure I can do it in a way that I can be able to see the next you know, level, the next things for my life. And one of the things that I've been able to do over time is fasting because I, I don't play with that at all because I have to make sure that, you know, you're in tune, you're having your high radar signals on as well. So I have faith in God so much that anything I do, I know that I'm doing it because it was first God intended. That inception came from God first. So I fast on it, I pray on it. I meditate on it. Sometimes I, I, people are like, why have you not released this song? Why have you not released this video? Why have you not released this article? Why have you not released this podcast? It's because for me, I like to take time and I'm not rushing myself because people are always pressured. Oh, these people are posting. For me, I, I know everyone is on their own lane. Everyone came here and they came here at their own terms, at their own time. So everyone's time zone is different. Everybody has their own time. So for me, I just make sure that when it's my time, I'm well prepared because time and opportunity happens to them all, but you need to take that chance so you can be able to have the best of it. So that's how I've been able to have my faith in God and just be very patient and persistent so that by the time it happens, I look back and I'm like, okay, I could do that before I can do it again. Wow. 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 That, that is really great. That, that has really been definitely, you know, fasting is definitely important. You know, like you mentioned, it's a great way to stay in tune and knowing God's will for your life because there's no point of, um, I guess you mentioned like today we people get carried away because of comparing, you know, this person is posting, that person is posting, or this and they get lost in their own journey and they stop, they give up. So I'm glad you mentioned that. And that just leads me to ask, you know, for those who are listening, you know, um, those who watch this video, how can they, you know, get in touch with you and learn more about your programs? Um, if you can go into details about the different programs you have. Yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity. If you want to connect with me, I will start off with Google because I've been talking about Google all day. And you can Google my name or even better yet, Google my business name, which is Work and Play Entertainment. And once you click on the first link or between the whole page, you'll see all my links. If you want to follow us on the LinkedIn company profile, if you want to follow my LinkedIn newsletter, if you want to check out my podcast called wedontplaypodcast.com, you can listen to it. You can subscribe to the podcast. That's what you'll get. You put your first name and your email and you'll be in our sequence and we'll always send you emails whenever we have podcast releases. If you want to join our membership, you can also join our email as well. You can follow me on Instagram at flaybeats. That's F-L-A-E-V-B-E-A-T-Z. You can follow me on Twitter the same way. You can follow me on TikTok the same way. You can follow me on Facebook the same way and you can find all that information because I do have a link specified for that purpose and inside that link you can be able to find all those things or you can go to work and entertainment.com and then sign up and get all access to our courses which is available for you and anything that you need it's all in one link so you can always reach out to me i'm also on clubhouse for those who are on clubhouse 
You can check my name, F-L-A-E-V-B-E-A-T-Z or Favo Basaike, and you'll find me. You can listen to my rooms, check out my virtual business card, and I have all those things available for you where you can have firsthand access to me. And let's say you don't want to go through all these things, you just want to talk to me. You can also check out my website and schedule an appointment with me so we can have a marketing strategy call complimentary for 30 minutes and we get to know what your goals are for your business when you want to start and we can get you started the right way. Wow, wow, wow. Thank, thank you, thank you. And, you know, where do you see yourself in the next five to 10 years? Ooh, great question. I see, huh, that's a good one because I asked myself that question last five years ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I would say five years from now, I would definitely say that I should be having an institution, an online school. I want to do have an, a marketing school where I can be able to train entrepreneurs. And I and one of my biggest needs is to empower the African continent by making sure that they have access to course creation or marketing that they can be able to do for themselves. Um, I use a platform called Kajabi and they did a creative pulse and we got to see that in the whole world less than one percent of creators are in africa but when i think about it i'm like you know how many people are in africa that have talent yeah. it's just that they don't have resources to activate those talents so for me in five years i really want to impact you know the world but more importantly i want to make sure that in africa people that have talent whether you know how to play the guitar whether you know how to cook the best meal whether you know how to you know, do a handstand, whatever it is that you can do that you can monetize, I want to make sure they can monetize and grow their business. So I see myself having a school, both virtual and, and physical by God's grace. I don't know how possible, but I always have faith that things can work the way it just goes. So I want to make sure that at least in the next five years, I can be able to help people get out there, monetize their brand and have a digital real estate. Wow, 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 wow. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, You know, for those who are listening, you know, I want to say thank you again, Mr. Favor, for your time, you know, sharing, you know, how to go about marketing and scaling your business through different marketing strategies. You know, for those who are listening, you know, those who are watching, I hope you guys don't see this another podcast, another guest, you know, talking about their journey and, you know, giving tips out, but, you know, something for you to actions, you know, they're giving you actions, take these actions, apply it to your life. And if you're looking for a community or a group, you know, of Christians who are working on reaching financial freedom, look no further and join the Pray and Invest group on Facebook. And if you guys don't know, I have a free study guide which can show you how you can get started in the stock market completely for free. And you can get on my website, wealthandchristbrand.com and stay tuned for next week's episode. And thank you again, Mr. Favor. Thank you so much for having me, Dami. Thank you.